0: If you've never been to the Maryland Renaissance Festival, you don't know what you're missing. There's so much to see and do. It's like a 16th century theme park with shops and pubs, food and games, live jousting. Crafts and music, 10 stages with nonstop entertainment. Fun for the whole family. Saturdays, Sundays and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th. Near Annapolis, the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Time travel to fun.
1: Coming up, we'll chat with the golden goddess herself. Be still my beating heart. Mandy Rose joins us live and in person. ATB starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. And as you've noticed, the world is still upside down. But alas, I am here once again with some brand new ish content from After the Bell to hopefully keep you sane, keep you occupied during this trying time that we are all enduring together. Uh, much like last week with Baron Corbin, I recorded this several weeks back, just with circumstances being what they are. Had to get a little creative with the creation of the newest episodes of After the Bell. And a lot of new news has come out through the past week regarding WrestleMania, which is now too big for just one night. Everybody's got an opinion on it. I would say my mindset is curious. It's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about that. I will save any further judgment until after the event takes place, when we can discuss and pick it apart as we often do. Uh, But in the meantime, Friday Night SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, NXT all rolling along, sans fans and it's given a really unique perspective to our show Uh, i've been sitting on my couch watching most of it or wherever i've been able to get eyes on it and obviously the absence of fans is a glaring difference to anybody who's ever watched wwe before and i'd say there's good parts and bad parts uh i will start with the positive that being the promos have been incredible Hearing the superstars able to get through these promos and tell their stories and really delve into their characters has been really refreshing and it's nice. And having spoken in front of a live arena full of people, it can throw you off. And it's nice to really see these guys like a Seth Rollins or Randy Orton or Edge really just be able to dive in and tell the story from their character's perspective without any sort of outside influence, without fans chanting what or booing too long or cheering too long. And I just really like the dynamic that it's provided for that particular aspect of the show. Um, That said... If nothing else has been proven during this whole wild time in our world, it is that, in fact, the WWE universe, you fans, are the biggest part of our shows, in my opinion. Uh, Obviously, the superstars are all working out very, very hard, trying to give everybody the best possible Raw or SmackDown experience uh, as a viewer from home. But, man, you take away that element of having a live, rocking crowd, it's just... Which doesn't feel right. Uh, Obviously, in time, everything will be remedied and back to normal. Uh, But we've got to do something cool this week with ESPN, uh, who are airing classic WrestleManias on their network. Uh, I was able to shoot some of the on-cameras to edit into the shows to kind of keep everybody abreast of what's going on with WrestleMania this year. And I got to sit down and watch WrestleMania 30 all over again. I was there as a fan uh, in a different headspace. It was actually two nights after... uh, the injury that would end my in-ring career. But just sitting in my home watching the energy when Daniel Bryan beat Triple H and watching the Superdome practically explode, everybody in that stadium was on their feet. And, man, it just brought a whole new dimension and reminded me what is so wonderful and so awesome about sports entertainment and WWE and WrestleMania. So do not lose hope. I know it sounds ironic coming from me, Corey Graves, of all people. Keep the faith, keep the hope, and until then, please enjoy God's greatest creation, my gift to you this week, a conversation with Mandy Rose. A-T-B listeners, please wish me luck. I am currently joined by God's greatest creation herself, Mandy Rose. Mandy, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I am magnificent, and I told you a few moments ago, but I need to reiterate it while it's being recorded. You smell fantastic.
0: Oh, well, thank you. You smell
1: like happiness. (laughs) I'm going to do my best to end the creepiness here before we get into the questions. Um, Just trying to break the uncomfortable silence that I'm sure would follow. Uh, How are you today?
0: I'm good. Not bad.
1: curious about the events of tonight which will be Friday night smackdown? Yes, with I'm no fans.
0: Very curious of how this is going to go down.
1: It's it's kind of unlike anything that we've really ever experienced before.
0: For sure. I feel like our sport is like one of those the one sport that you can't really have without our fans, right? You wouldn't know. Yeah, I was just talking to Corbin think.
1: about it, just how, how integral the fans are. They tell you when things need to happen and if something's working or if it's not. Right. You, know, you just remove them from the equation and yeah. all of a sudden we're back in NXT in the empty warehouse at you know, at nine o'clock on a Wednesday morning. It's pretty weird. Full circle. Yeah. Whoever else is across the ring from you in your class. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey to WWE.
0: Well, it all started with Tough Enough. obviously. Um, before that, I was actually at Iona College um, studying speech-language pathology. I got my bachelor's there. And then after that, I wanted to go and get my master's, of course. But then um, I didn't really get into a program that I wanted to get into. So I continued to work, and I was waitressing and bartending. And I got involved in fitness modeling, bikini competitions. Um, I kind of dabbled in that a little bit I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest but I started um training and
1: the the curiosity in me is uh, overflowing right now how does one get into bikini competition I mean obviously I've never worn a bikini so I really have much to base this (laughs) off of but versus like oh hey I'm gonna be in shape and go to the beach and look cute for my friends how does it like come to that next level
0: well, it was really random. It was actually a friend from work that I was waitressing with, and she's like, you know, you should start training with my coach, and it's a lot of fun. You get to, you know, walk on stage. And, and I was like, I really, like I said, I really didn't know much about it. So I was like, eh, I don't know if that's something I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like a free where I'm just like, oh, I could try it and see. And I, what I really fell in love with was obviously the fitness side of it and, like, getting my body in shape. And, you know, I was always athletic growing up, but I never really knew, like, bodybuilding and you know strength training so when I got involved in that and I got like kind of really hooked in that um the coach my coach right away was like you need to do a show and I was like well, okay. I was like, what does the show consist of? (laughs) I mean, like she'd show me videos and pictures of like these girls, you know, walking, used to say like stripper heels, you know, that's what it looked like at the time. Um, and I was like, Oh, I don't know about this, but, um, there was a show in Boston, which was not far from me. I was in New York. So I said, yeah, let's, let's train for it. If I make it, you know, to there, it was like three months. I was like, we'll see, whatever. So um, I ended up doing it, and I placed first. Like, I, and I, like I said, I just kind of like did my thing. Like, I had like a good presence on stage, and they liked what they saw, and I placed first. Wow! So I mean, you know,
1: you messed around and got first uh, place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean, no big deal or anything. No, <laughs> um, but no, it was a lot of fun. And then from then on, it was kind of like. I just kind of was like, wow, this is something really cool. Like, you know, obviously I fell in love with the fitness side of it, but I was like, you know, maybe, maybe this can go somewhere, maybe I can get sponsorships, maybe I can build my own, you know, brand on social media. Mm-hmm. And at that time it was like really big with like, you know, shout for shouts. And like, I don't know if you even remember that. Probably um, not, you weren't. Ancient. Well, I mean, not, not not putting your age at that, but more just like yeah, the I, fitness world. I, it was very I, I was, interesting. Uh, I was
1: into it for a little bit, obviously, when I was still wrestling. Yeah. And I basically only knew uh, what companies would give us free stuff right so you would yeah you and yeah that's kind of what it was but we
0: would do it with like like the models and like the fitness girls like I remember like that's how I built my following really to be honest yeah so like I would it was kind of it's kind of funny I think of the times of like I was living at my dad's still and like I would like wake up and remember like, I gotta take like myself, like it sounds really silly. My brothers used to make fun of me. They're like, enough with the selfies. But I kind of look at the back at it and I'm like, well, no, it's kind of like, it's, you know, made me like develop this following. And I was able to like, do we used to do these shout for shouts? It was called like S4S. So explain to explain to me, <laughs> yeah. just, just know, for my really own clarification,
1: what is shout for shout?
0: So. Um, let's say another fitness model would reach out to me and let's say we had similar amount of followers or maybe she had way more and it was like, Oh, you want to shout for shout. And I, and what we would do is I would shout her out, you know, just so like, Hey,
1: check out my friend so-and-so. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It
0: was so big. Then that's like all those gym fitness pages. That's how they got big was like actually, you know, collaborating with other models and other pages and doing shout for shouts. So I literally like did that up until like tough enough, which is how I developed my following. And of course, when I kept competing, I was you know getting more notoriety and uh, more exposure. But it's you seem it's, very it's, interesting. no. I'm, I'm very interesting. curious. I'm yeah. starting
1: to wonder like if I bring back shot for shot, what could I get? What well, could I obtain cra- in this world?
0: <laughs> what's crazy is that like it kind of died out, and now like you said too, it was always like a you know I'll give you something free and you post it for me. But now right. it's like everyone wants you know a dollar with it or it it's kind of like got oversaturated which sure. makes sense like everything does but that was like a big thing it was kind of crazy and then i went on to worlds wf worlds where it's like the biggest show you know basically I didn't place that first time I was there and so I waited another year and I was like oh let me try again I switched coaches and whatnot, and got more you know familiar with it and then I placed first the next year so it was 2014 I was the bikini world champion.
1: So you went from not placing to winning Yeah the not placing thing. at
0: all which is weird. Very interesting. Yeah but I put more muscle on I kind of like was a little too lean at the show before that because the um, corporate the federation I was competing with was very much into um, beauty and fashion too it wasn't just like bikini models and it Mm -hmm. wasn't the the women weren't even really like that muscular it was a lot of like more kind of like pageant like a pageant so which was cool i got to like walk around in a gown for like a part of it which so you know the beauty side of it so but yeah that was really kind of crazy and then after that i was recruited for um the reality show tough novel tryout i shouldn't say you know i wasn't picked right away for that (laughs) so
1: so talk to me about your your tryout or your your uh
0: Audition, audition. Or, yeah, Thank but you. no, it was like
1: <laughs> my brain just stopped working there.
0: It was actually a Skype interview, and like I said, it was really random too. I didn't really. It was. It was weird. It was random, but it was also a little bit of a coincidence that I was started training with um, Mike Wudango in New Jersey, and he actually trained under DeFranco, who trains with. H, uh, yeah of
1: course yeah. so fitness training just for clarification not wrestling
0: training right more like strength and conditioning sure. and stuff I do more now so I actually started getting more involved in that and I liked it and he kind of like would always like throw little things out there like oh you should get into wrestling like it's I could see you doing that whatever and my ex at the time was a big wrestling fan and he always said like he always kind of pushed me and motivated me to like you know pursue that but I didn't really know much about wrestling I didn't really grow up watching it to be honest. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. And then it was really random. I got the call from uh, the head of um, the WBFF, and he's like, you know, there's um, a couple spots to do a Skype interview for the reality show Tough Enough with WWE. And I was like, oh. So, of course, I'm like Googling Tough Enough, and like when the last time it was a show was like years was ago, like, yeah, like too, right? Yeah. Ago, I so I was like, oh, and I didn't, wasn't sure if that was the route I wanted to take if I was going to get into WWE, but I just did it why not you know i did the skype interview had i would love to see that interview because i had no idea what i was even talking <laughs> about probably <laughs> probably really embarrassing but um yeah and then i was picked to come to orlando but the way it was which you know of course was you know you were picked for the tryout it's going to be um a three-day tryout pack your bags for three months if you get picked you're we're flying to orlando and i'm like what like you know living home still i'm like pack my bag for three months like this is crazy. So I just, I went with it, and then I flew down to Orlando.
1: So having little to no knowledge of WWE before you enter the doors for Tough Enough, yeah. what is going through your mind at first when you see this whole new world?
0: Oh, gosh. I, I don't even know. I was like, I didn't even know what to expect, obviously, because I had no idea. But I kind of just, like, went in there like I did with even, like, the competing. It's just, like, I just, you know— just naturally, naturally good at stuff. <laughs> I don't want to sound cocky, but I mean like, no, I just went with the flow and I yeah. just like listened to whoever I needed to listen to when it came to advice or whatever it was. And I I just, you know, gave it a whirl and I actually fell in love with it pretty fast because I, I'm a big, like if I'm good at something, of course, I think we all are kind of like this, but like, I felt like I was, I, I belonged in a sense sure, and I was like, oh, like I can learn so much, but I was like, no, this is great. Cause I was like killing it in the tryout. I was in the best shape of my life. So like the physical part of it was was you know came natural and easy for me right and then when they said you know you got to get in a bikini and cut a promo in front of all the you know executives or, like, i'm a I world was champion like, yeah i was like well this part's easy me <laughs> meanwhile a lot of the girls were like oh my god especially like the athletes but
1: the rest, the rest is, is history exactly you're listening to wwe after the bell so now that you've experience Tough Enough and you find yourself as a member of the NXT roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corbin and I were talking earlier about how there was a very clear divide when I got signed to FCW. And then when he got signed, there was a a wrestling click, so to speak, like the wrestling people Mm -hmm. and then the others, the athletes. Was there any sort of environment like that once you got to the performance center?
0: A little bit, although coming in through Tough Enough, it was a little different because I feel like a lot of um the cast members on Tough Enough like everyone was had different backgrounds like there was a football sure. player there was you know i think patrick was actually the only wrestler on Tough Enough as i uh, Velveteen remember dream, Velveteen yeah. dream yeah right. I don't know. I'm trying to remember as when I first came in, it, there was for sure, you know, that type of like kind of divide a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, we always kind of got the like, I, I, especially from fans too, it was like, oh, you didn't grow up watching this or you didn't want to always do this your whole life. And, you know, you don't belong here type of thing. And I was just, I kind of just always, always like, ah, whatever. Do you still I'll get them.
1: reactions like that?
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us may, you know, still get that and all the hate and all, you know, just because I didn't I didn't grow up doing this or I didn't always want to be a wrestler doesn't mean that, you know... You can't I,
1: fall in love with something. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly. So I definitely still get that. But I, it kind of drives me and, and makes me more competitive than I even am to, like, want to, sh- you know, prove those haters wrong and kind of show them that I, I can do this. And, you know, if I love it, why can't I pursue it? Or
1: Was it back in Tough Enough or in the early days of the uh, uh, Performance Center that you and Sonia became friends?
0: Yes. That started... Like, actually, the tryouts that started. funny okay. story. Um, so when she tells the story, she's like, you know, she saw me across the hall or whatever it was in the hall. I think it was upstairs at the Performance Center. And I remember the exact outfit I was wearing. I had, like, these, like, you probably know because it's I um, probably know. Just because <laughs> like, it's like, hard to. Like,
1: <laughs> I stalk you on television, not in true, real life.
0: <laughs> no, I was saying because Carmela probably wears them. Like, these, like, gaucho pants. I don't even know. They used to be, and they came back. But they're, like... Tight pants with like a little flare at the bottom is how I would describe them. Anyway, irrelevant. But I had that outfit on with this little white crop top. I had like these big hoop earrings and, you know, hair, makeup, done, whatever. She must have been in just like regular, probably all black that she always wears, just all black, like black jeans, whatever. Just like, you know, we're all getting ready for the thing. And she looked at me and I get this. Perception with everyone and anyone. And it's just the way I am when I, they first meet me. Like, sometimes it's a little intimidating, or I have this like way about me, like that I could be standoffish, right? Just like whatever. I've gotten in my whole life since middle school. And so she looked at me and she's like, oh, this one's gonna be, you know, VITCH, <laughs> whatever. And I was like, just looking at her, whatever. And she came over and she's like, hey, she's like, you know, Dario, you know, what's going on? And I was like, hey, Amanda, what's up? Like, right back at her. And she was like, whoa she was like she had no idea like it was and she tells the story a lot better than I do anyway <laughs> but anyway so since then we knew we we hit it off with Jersey, New York we kind of just like had this Northeast vibe going and um, when we both got picked we were really excited because we just became friends like during the tryout and when we picked our rooms which we only had like two rooms in the barracks so really wasn't much of an option the girls and the guys but we like ran to like the beds where we were together and like we jumped on them. We had like a you had to little, claim them yeah, claim exactly. Territory. So since then forever we were best friends. We hit it off and you know, obviously still to this, still to this day.
1: How cool is it to be able to travel with one of your best friends through this crazy world? So,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm like, I always say, my mom always says it. She's always like, I'm so happy you have Sonia like to travel with. And it's great because we have each other. We get to, you know, travel the world. We get to do crazy things cool things, see a lot of things, but also we have each other to confide with and like, you know, basically when we wanna-
1: Decompress. Yes, decompress, you know all importance. about that. Yeah. I do <laughs> know about decompression. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys also get to eat a lot of delicious donuts.
0: Yes, we do. Tell another me thing that we case. share.
1: Was this a happy accident or was it like kind a conscious of, decision? Well,
0: no, it was a conscious decision, but happy accident in the sense of like, we do love food and we just randomly one day during Uh, NXT days, we went to Krispy Kreme one night and we all love Krispy Kreme and we were being like really silly. We put on like those hats that they give you and we made this video on social media, like dancing to, I don't even, it was like this donut song. I don't don't know. I don't know. Our fans like kind of just like gravitated to it and they thought it was funny and like, I don't even know what it was. It was really stupid basically. But since then we, um, one day we were driving together. We were like, you know, we should we wanted to build our YouTube channel and mm-hmm. do something with that, but something different—not just random videos. So we're like, why don't we? Every city we go to, we go go and try the best glazed donuts, and we like you know capture it on our phones. In so the car. it's
1: glazed specific.
0: Glazed specific because those are our favorite. But okay. it has it has ventured into like every kind of food now because we're foodies. So All now right. we go to like if it's New Orleans, we get beignets. If it's you know like we'll try to get their best um, cuisine or whatever it is that we're the okay. city that we're in.
1: What's something off the top of your head that everyone has to try?
0: Oh, well, for the first time we had tried cheese curds, which you probably had in I Wisconsin. Had cheese curds, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We never had those before. I guess maybe cause we never in Wisconsin specifically, obviously. Right. I don't
1: know if they're in that big of a New York thing.
0: Probably not. No. Uh, yeah. So when we first tried them, we were like in heaven. We are like, what are these things? And my dad owns an, you know Italian deli. So like he makes the fresh mozzarella and like, I'm around all like really good cheeses. I'm like, well, this is something I've never had, which. So it it
1: expanded your horizons. It did, yeah. To a whole new delicious world of cheese.
0: We actually were eating cheese curds one night. (laughs) This is a funny story. And we um, were at the wrong uh arena it was like the, one of those arenas where you type in and there's like kind of close by but like yeah El there's Fargo. like a center
1: and then there's an arena like right around, yeah, yeah it
0: was somewhere in wisconsin i don't remember the name of it but we were putting it on putting it on our instagram and it was in the beginning so we were like you know rookies and we were at the wrong city so we had to drive two hours to get to the live event so once okay, we so got there it's very
1: different from what you just described you said <laughs> you were at the wrong building oh because yeah the, building oh, the is right city, Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I meant like (laughs) whole different ballgame, man. Right, I know. I meant like the same arena name in (laughs) like a three hundred mile radius. Which yeah. (laughs) Less than three hundred miles. Yeah, we got ripped for that one, like rookie mistake. So uh
1: (sighs) so what uh what is left to accomplish uh, in the near future for Mandy Rose? Wow Actually, you know what? I'm gonna stop myself and back up because I do wanna talk about it because I had Otis on the show a few weeks ago. mm -hmm. Um did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that the WWE universe would gravitate to this story on television and react the way they have? In Elimination Chamber, when Otis's pod opened, it was like it I was know. like Kofi Mania loud. It was I ridiculous. Know. It was crazy. Um and it all seemed like it kind of snuck up on everybody, and now it's got everybody emotionally invested.
0: Yeah, no, I never would have thought. I mean, I to be honest, I always thought it was really funny that he, you know, he's been doing this since nxt days right Right. you know like the first time he i I forget the story but you know he used to call me mandy candy and like every time i walk by and make these weird noises i don't even know what he's saying (laughs) i still don't know what he's saying to this day but it was always just like a like a joke you know we always kind of joked around about he'd post my pictures we'd sometimes think it was kind of creepy but i mean like it's also funny (laughs) so whatever but no i never thought that like the wwe universe would take it like this it's pretty
1: incredible it is just to see how how it's everybody's latched on and there are very few things in our company specifically that across the board everybody reacts the way they're supposed to right you know roman reigns comes out and like 70 percent of the people cheer him but there's always that 30 that right right they always want to be contrarian yeah when it comes to otis everyone's like yep that's my guy Right? That guy. He, it, like,
0: exactly. Like, who doesn't love Otis? It's you, apparently. <laughs> God <Goddamn. laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs>
1: Shots uh, fired. Wow. So beyond the, uh, the Otis situation, we'll refer to it as. Right. Um, what, what are you looking forward to accomplishing here in WWE?
0: I think, you know, the sky's the limit. I think I have a lot more to accomplish. And, you know, I've only... Um, been in wwe excuse me for a couple years but um obviously become smackdown women's champion is a a goal of mine in the the near future i hope um you know besides that just kind of building my brand as well outside of wwe you you know using the platform that we're that we're on it's such an amazing platform and um kind of also involving like basically my background with fitness and health and and you know, in beauty, like all of those tie into my brand, basically, and use that mm-hmm. to you know showcase to like all the you know young girls out there and, and young children out there that like you can still like have beauty and be um, and be successful and, and be also athletic and you can have all of it because I know I have it all and you know I'm not being cocky, I'm just being confident. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I like not it. Really cocky. It's but all right. Hey, you got it
1: flaunt it, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where can the ATB listeners find all of your social media?
0: So Instagram, I'm at Mandy Sachs. Um, Twitter, I'm WWE underscore Mandy Rose. And Mandy's Donuts on YouTube. Check our, uh, you know, weekly adventures. Sonia and I, we go every um, every week. The same day every Difference, week? Yeah, we always post on, well, it's usually, at, you know, TVs. We'll, we'll do our video and then we post on Saturdays Beautiful. every week. <laughs>
1: You are listening to After the Bell.
0: G3 assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Get a skill, get a job, get ahead. You can learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3.
1: Do not fret, Mandy Rose. Uh, However, I would be remiss if I allowed you to leave this very personal edition of After the Bell. I feel like it's table for three, but only with two of us. Uh, Yeah, it does kind of seem like that. it's not. It's not quite this the same. Different. It's okay. It's very special for Mandy Rose. It's exactly God's right. creation. Pay no mind to Thanks Corbin. Thanks to you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? See, there it was. Ever, the no credit seriously. was finally given in a public. Credit, world. Actually, I, you do it very, very well. Uh, I you,
0: have to give you credit for that because people always mention it. They're like, you know, that's Corey Graves. I'm like, yeah, you're right.
1: See, my creepiness has benefits. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll have to give you my royalties if I ever get it on a shirt. (laughs) Get it on a t-shirt. Just give me a t-shirt. We'll call it a day. No biggie. (laughs) Before I let you go, we have this thing that we do on After the Bell. It's maybe the worst segment in the history of podcasting or entertainment. Awesome. But we continue to do it. It's called The Electric Seat. Mm. Uh, And basically, I'm going to put a minute on the clock. I'm not going to put a minute on the clock. Someone is going to put one minute on a clock. Okay. And in that minute... I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Oh, gosh. I hate these games. Answer them as quickly and honestly as possible.
0: (sighs) Okay, I'm ready.
1: Here we go. One minute on someone's clock, please. Mm. Mandy
0: Rose. Yes.
1: You're in the electric seat. Okay. Who's your most annoying brother? Matt. Favorite Italian meal?
0: Raviolis.
1: Better driver, you or Sonia? Me. Apple fritter or bear claw? Apple fritter. I would have gone bear claw. Really? Oh. Uh, someone you look up to in the locker room. Bailey. For the record, are you fire or desire?
0: Desire. <laughs>
1: What's your least favorite workout?
0: Uh, I don't know. I... Burpees.
1: Burpees. Uh, last movie you saw in the theater. God, I never
0: watched movies. Oh, um, Joker. I think.
1: Best donut shop?
0: Meshes in Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Duly noted. And your family's favorite wrestler that isn't you or Sonia?
0: Otis. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's a big fan of Otis. We're
1: noticing a recurring theme here. (laughs) It's the universe trying to tell you something. exactly. Unfortunately, we are just about out of time as Mm -hmm. we must both go populate an empty WWE Performance Center for Friday Night Smackdown. (laughs) That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Mandy, (laughs) thank you for hanging out.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Another... Riveting, Ooh, riveting, riveting, riveting episode word. of ATB is in the <laughs> books. I'm still all nervous and my hands are clammy and I feel I know, like I can't, I I'm going to swallow it's, my tongue. I can't read right now.
0: It's okay. It's because I'm here. It's uh, all who right. said it was your fault?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> there she was. There she goes out of my life again forever. Thanks again to Mandy Rose for hanging out and joining the conversation. Uh, Before I leave you, throw a little zen your way, as I often do. This one comes from Mandy Hale, who said, A season of loneliness and isolation is when the caterpillar gets its wings. Remember that next time you feel alone. Felt kind of apropos with all of the goings on. And while we are remembering things, please remember To throw me five stars on Apple Podcasts, Uh, subscribe to After the Bell wherever you get your podcasts, join the conversation using the hashtag After the Bell, follow us on Instagram, Twitter at After the Bell, WWE, and uh, here's a little Easter egg for you. Have you made it through all of these fun little announcements that I am required to do every week? Well, good news. Guess what? Next week, maybe the biggest episode of After the Bell we've ever done. I don't know if uh, I'm spoiling my own show here, but the news is going to come out sooner than later. Hopefully, it's sooner. I had the chance to sit down with none other than John Cena. It is honest to God, in my heart of hearts, my favorite conversation I've had the opportunity to do since I've started After the Bell. The fan in me was blown away, and I promise you, if you are a fan of WWE, if you're a fan of John Cena, or If you don't like any of it and you're just a fan of the wrestling business, you're not going to want to miss this. Hearing the GOAT drop knowledge like you've never heard before, unfiltered. It is absolutely awesome. I'm proud of it. I'm sure you're going to love it. So subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at WWE Graves should you feel so inclined. But no matter what you do, it's appointment listening, people. John Cena next week right here on After the Bell.